0: Let's talk about OCD and autism. If you guys enjoy content like this talking about neurodivergency, ADHD, and autism, give this video a like and subscribe to my channel to stay up to date for new videos every single week hello you guys welcome back to my channel and on today's episode i wanted to talk about ocd and autism talk about the overlapping symptoms and also the little minute differences between these two disorders the reason why i wanted to talk about ocd and autism is because a lot of the times people who are diagnosed with autism was actually previously diagnosed with ocd before the autism was discovered there are a lot of coinciding symptoms between these two disorders. 84% of autistic individuals have some form of anxiety which is a high percentage. As much as 17% of autistic individuals also have OCD. And even a larger proportion of people with OCD may also have undiagnosed autism. People with autism are twice as likely as those without to be diagnosed with OCD later in life and people with OCD are four times as likely as typical individuals to later be diagnosed with autism. The reason why a lot of the times people get misdiagnosed is because behaviors associated with rituals within OCD may look very similar to the repetitive behaviors that coincides with autism. So let's break down the differences between the rituals and the repetitive behaviors. Obsessive-compulsive disorder, which is OCD, features a pattern of unwanted thoughts fears, and obsessions that lead you to do repetitive behaviors or compulsions. These obsessions and compulsions interfere with daily activities and cause significant distress. You may try to ignore or stop your obsessions, but that only increases your distress and anxiety. Ultimately, you feel driven to perform compulsive acts to try to ease your stress, despite efforts to ignore or get rid of the bothersome thoughts or urges. OCD obsessions are repeated, persistent, and unwanted thoughts, urges, or images that are intrusive and cause distress or anxiety. You might try to ignore them or get rid of them by performing a compulsive behavior or ritual. These obsessions typically intrude when you're trying to think or do other things. So a few things I really wanna highlight here that is those very minute differences between OCD and ASD, which is Autism Spectrum Disorder. A lot of the times these compulsions that come with OCD are described as irrational they don't really have a reason it's just a compulsion to need to do something specific and you feel a very deep sense of discomfort to do that specific compulsion. A feeling someone with OCD can have is that they almost feel trapped by their compulsions and by their obsessions. And it's almost as if these rituals and compulsions don't even bring a sense of comfort or relief. It's just a consistent source of anxiety for a person and discomfort. The difference between just OCD and OCD that is coinciding within autism is that I find with autism, there's always a very specific reason for our repetitive behaviors and our preferences. Usually we know the reason why we have these preferences and repetitive behaviors, and we could explain it to you. Again, not everyone with autism can have these capabilities because there are communication and social deficits there. So this doesn't necessarily apply to everyone, right? But for the most part, autistic individuals who do have OCD type of tendencies can explain to you exactly why they need to do something or want to do something. And this is something my psychologist, the psychologist who diagnosed me explained to me, is OCD that is coinciding with autism means that you not only know why you need to do something in a specific way, but it brings a deep sense of comfort when you are able to do that one thing. Another aspect of the OCD coinciding with the autism is the insistence on sameness. So not wanting to change things up. It's not necessarily that we can't, it's just the fact that we are so used to doing something a certain way. And a lot of the times we do the same things again and again because it's not only reliable, but we know how it makes us feel. And so we don't wanna veer away from that because we don't necessarily know how something else is going to make us feel. I also wanna pop in here and quickly add that a part of OCD coinciding with autism is not just the insistence on sameness, It's that we are a lot of the times open to doing things in a different way, but we come to realize that the way we did it before is actually more preferable. And so we just veer back to the way we originally did it, but it's not that we aren't open to doing things in a different way. It's just, we know exactly what we want to experience. And so we end up building these very strong preferences because of that. If you're enjoying today's video, feel free to hit that heart thanks button down below. Sometimes our insistence on sameness and our insistence on not changing things up could be seen as OCD type of tendencies because we wanna do things the same way again and again and we don't really want to change things up, whether that's completely changing it up or changing those little details within that specific activity. So a good way to begin to pick apart whether or not you just have OCD or you may have autism and OCD is to figure out what are the things that you are OCD about and try to figure out why you're OCD about it. Are you OCD about a certain thing because you just need to do it that way or else you feel viscerally uncomfortable? Or do you want to do things a certain way because you know that it's a strong preference of yours and you know that you are going to get a lot of benefits from doing something a certain way? Essentially, what is the why behind the compulsion? I want to explain what my OCD coinciding with my autism looks like for me. So my OCD tendencies come up in my experiences in certain things in my life. I want things to look a certain way. I want things to taste a certain way. I want things to smell a certain way. I want things to feel a certain way. I want things to be prepared in a certain way. And I want to experience things in a specific way as well. And I could literally write down so many detailed ways as to what these preferences are and why I have these preferences. Things like my bangs being symmetrical, things like my outfit has to be perfect in my eyes, the way they look and the way it feels. I'm very OCD about driving, so the way I drive, but also the specific roads that I take, to get to a certain destination. And this extends to if I'm a passenger in another person's car, I feel very, very uncomfortable if someone isn't driving in the way that I want them to drive or if they're taking different ways to get to a certain destination that I wouldn't normally take. I could also be very OCD about food. So the way food looks, tastes, the way it's prepared, how I experience the food itself, the way I eat it. For example, something very small like if I'm eating something it has to have every single thing within the bite and I have to eat everything in accordance of each other so if I'm eating burgers, fries, and a drink I have to eat a bite of the burger and like three fries and then take a sip of my drink once every three bites I have to make sure that the last bite has the same proportions of everything within the last bite or else I can't necessarily eat it so let's say I have a bite of the burger left, but no fries. I have to somehow find three fries to match with the burger. I'm also very OCD with my things. So I really don't like people touching my things, using my things, losing my things, damaging my things, wearing my things down. I don't like losing track of my things and how the condition is. So if someone uses something of mine and they put it somewhere and I don't know where to find my object, I get really, really uncomfortable. with that. I don't like the idea that the item that I have is needing to be replaced or is being tampered with by someone that is not myself. So if I were to ever damage, break, or lose something of mine, I at least know that I lost it or damaged it so I could buy a replacement. But the fact that someone else could have damaged it or lost it makes me feel extremely, extremely uncomfortable. And something else I could be OCD about is lighting. This is something that not everyone really cares about. And I'm sure even holistic, neurotypical people can care about lighting. But for me, it's to an extent that causes discomfort. If I'm at my partner's house and his overhead lights are turned on, I literally will ask him to turn it off and I will go and turn on a lamp in the corner of the room, for example. It's not that I have to do it that way, but I will feel extremely uncomfortable for the whole time I'm in that room if that overhead light is turned on because it's so intense on my eyes and that could lead me to have like a meltdown or a shutdown over an extended period of time. Just to clarify, I'm not trying to say the light itself would cause a meltdown or shutdown. What I am saying is that that sensory discomfort may just start as an objective discomfort, but if for any reason a social interaction leads me to be emotionally or mentally dysregulated having the sensory discomfort of the light would make that experience more intense and make it harder for me to regulate myself and so it would be easier for me to be pushed into a meltdown or shutdown this is why it's so important if you are a neurodivergent person or a person with autism to know what your sensory discomforts are because a lot of the times we may think that we are just someone who has a hard time with emotional regulation or regulation in general. But in reality, we may have already been struggling with certain sensory discomforts that makes it harder to emotionally regulate in certain situations so it really helps to know in the moment that there are certain sensory discomforts so that you can either give yourself those accommodations or if you have a harder time with emotionally regulating you know that it's not just because you're an emotional sensitive person it's because you are already struggling with sensory sensitivities already I've had had a shutdown before because of little things like the overhead light being turned on and the overhead light being white light And this kind of goes into the similarities between OCD and ASD is that both of these disorders are affected heavily by anxiety and the levels of anxiety that the person has. So your levels of anxiety will affect your compulsions and obsessions because your need to rely on your repetitive behaviors and your need to enact your obsessions and compulsions are going to be a lot stronger depending on the intensity of your anxiety. In summary, your compulsions are gonna be stronger, you're going to be more picky about your preferences, and you will have more repetitive behaviors because you are essentially trying to self-soothe due to the heightened anxiety. I find that with OCD, it affects your daily functioning because you have to do that thing. And a lot of the times you're not able to do something specific at that very moment. And that's why with OCD, it impairs your daily functioning. I find that with OCD coinciding with autism, we can ignore our need for the preference, our need for the repetitive behavior, but it does cause discomfort. And therefore sometimes what begins happen is we avoid the experience altogether. So for example, if you are at the food court and nothing in the food court is something you wanna eat and you don't wanna necessarily eat in a loud, noisy food court anyways, you might end up just not eating altogether because you're not able to experience eating in the way that you would want to eat. So instead of forcing yourself to do something in a specific way, no matter what the circumstances are, you may end up avoiding the experience altogether. Or if you force yourself to do something regardless of how uncomfortable it makes you. Let's say you end up forcing yourself to eat in the food court and eat something that you don't necessarily wanna eat. Things that it can lead to are meltdowns, shutdowns, heightened anxiety, possibly panic attacks. And all around, it can lead to health issues because everything I just said is not good for your health right? For those who do decide to still find ways to maintain their preferences, let's say you're the autistic person with OCD and you say I don't want to eat in this food court. Let's find a restaurant that is more quiet and serves Italian food because that is something I know I want. The pitfalls of advocating for your preferences can make you seem controlling, picky, difficult, high maintenance and for a lot of autistic adults they don't want to feel like they are the high maintenance person, the picky person, the controlling person, right? And so what we end up doing is we give up on our preferences for the sake of your relationship with the other person so that the other person doesn't have a negative opinion of you. If you are an autistic person or suspect that you have autism and you do have OCD tendencies, I encourage you guys to continue to learn about why you have these preferences and repetitive behaviors. And likewise, if you are ever in a situation Situation where you can't get your needs met because it's too difficult to do so you can understand the negative effects it'll have on you and you could prepare for that so for example if you know you're not going to be able to eat exactly what you want to eat in a certain situation you can know that you might feel particularly more anxious for the rest of the day or if you avoid eating altogether you might feel very hangry for the rest of the day and grumpy but altogether the more you know about yourself why you need something why you should do something how you are affected by something you don't feel this general sense of being ashamed of yourself ashamed for being difficult ashamed for being high maintenance and it's not excuse using the behaviors or saying I could be a difficult person because I have autism and OCD it's just a matter of everyone has different needs everyone has different ways of coping with certain things everyone has different preferences and the same goes for you knowing those needs knowing why you have those needs is a very good start to being able to confidently and comfortably advocate for yourself the purpose of me making videos like this is not only to help inform you guys on these types of topics but it's also to help you remove that shame and guilt that a lot of us relate to. We are all just people doing our best and trying to live the life that we deserve to live. If today's video was helpful and my content is helpful in general, you guys may want to consider becoming a member to my channel. It's not only a great way to support a creator like me, but it's also a way for you guys to get more content. Other than that, thank you guys for watching today's video. I will see you guys on next week's video. Bye, guys.